Welcome to Are We There Yet? An Exploration and Education in Anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I am an anime expert, D. Hollander. <gasps> and I'm your anime boy, and perpetually warped and skewed notion of historical accuracy brought to you by Omega Force. Uh, b- Anyone? Uh, no, I didn't think so. <laughs> you didn't even say your name! <laughs> yeah. yeah well, we didn't respond because we were waiting for you to, you know, introduce yourself in the introduction. <laughs> I wrote, like, a paragraph, and I got ahead of myself. You got too excited. <laughs> it's it's the other one. It's me. You know, you're not, this isn't your first episode. God help you if this is your first episode. <laughs> you know who this is. Now I can come in with historically inaccurate air horns. <laughs> <laughs> now I can get on with the bit. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, so, well, there's no well, well, possible well, segue. Yeah, why are we watching this week? <laughs> yeah, apologize. That was me grinding into a screeching halt, per usual. Um, yeah, this week we're watching your boy Kong Ming. God, I'm going to butcher this name a thousand times over. It's Kong Ming. Kong Ming? Yeah. It, Who's right. your favorite donkey? Uh, donkey Kong, of course. I He's number one. Yes, thank you. So halfway there. He's Funky the leader of the bunch. Kong. You know him well. We can't. We legally can't sing more than that. Rare software will get our ass. <laughs> um, yeah, your boy Kung Ming. Um, this is one I picked, uh-huh. and I just want to get out in front of <laughs> my archaically, arbitrarily difficult intro. Uh, also, uh, Kung Ming, also known as courteous name or courtesy name, is Kung Ming, also known as Zhuge Liang from Romance of the Three Kingdoms, which is used as a base material for Dynasty Warriors, which was made by Omega Force. And I grew up on all of them, and God knows my sense of Chinese history is perpetually warped by whatever the fuck happened in those games. Because it wasn't accurate. Well, now Uh, it makes sense. It... No, I know it doesn't. Thank you no, for lying to me. No, the best jokes are the ones you have to explain. We all know this. <laughs> yeah, let's keep lingering on it. Let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, just not let it die, and then that will we'll get a great third act out of this joke. <laughs> I would really uh, love like, to dive into Brendan's uh, inaccurate knowledge <laughs> of Chinese history. It's a lot of magic. <laughs> There's like a unicorn. I think at one point it's bad. It gets, those games get wild. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, D, is this a show you are familiar with? No, but the title is really good. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Ya boy Kong Ming. It's just <laughs> like, uh, before looking it up, I was like, I have no idea what this could possibly be. And honestly, based on the description, I still don't. <laughs> I don't know what could happen in this show. <laughs> uh, well, fair, first off. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, this, very confusingly, was going to be a show I was going to pick to bring. What? what? Who could have seen this turn of events? Crazy. Uh, yeah. I was uh, just watching a uh, Twitch stream of someone getting, like, recent anime recommendations mm. from a 
a trusted person. <laughs> Interesting. Mm. Uh, a rare segue to remind me, hey, I can plug at the top. If there's a show you would like us to watch, you can send the recommendation you're a trusted to person. our email. Yeah. If you're trusted and at the top, if you sat through uh, this intro so far, <laughs> we trust you. Uh, you're ride or die categorically. It's, it's so, an intern test. Uh, I'm filtering out the bad ones by being a bad one. <laughs> But yeah, our email is areweebthereyet at gmail.com or uh, Twitter, Instagram, areweebthereyet. Okay, back to the thing. Yeah, I was watching something. I was like, ooh, this seems like a good show. Ah, this seems like a fun time. Let me add it to the list. And as I was going to add it to our list, it was Brendan's next pick of an episode. So uh, uh, we would have gotten there either way, but uh, Brendan won the quick draw. <laughs> because I've already been watching this show by the time I put it on the list. And I was like, hey, the first three episodes were hot trash. Let's watch this one. Let's give it a try. Perfect. Yeah. I didn't uh, want to rip my eyes out, so that's a start. <laughs> I, I, I am always skeptical, skeptical, uh, nice. skeptical of uh, like watching something and putting it on the list because I know my tolerance for just garbage is much higher than both of yours. Uh, Dugan's being none, and D's being mm-hmm. actual quality of taste. Um, <laughs> so I know, like, I always have to second guess, like, but was it bad enough? It was. Okay, not this one. And then, you know, reevaluate my priorities. Mm. Uh, I do appreciate you consider us in that lens and not just like, oh, yeah, it's fine. It made me throw up, so I assume, <laughs> I assume they'll also have a bad time. Because that's usually how I assume you make picks. Of, yeah, this hurt me. Let, let's hurt them. Yay. I'm mostly going by, like, I think D would have a good time with it. Because I, I know you're just not. It's just it's anime, so it's already <laughs> got a strike against it. Um, but, yeah, since you looked yeah. into it, since you were going to pick it, do you know anything about this? Uh, just the very uh, baseline premise of, yeah, this is Kong Ming. He's <laughs> in the future now. <laughs> oh, boy. Se- seems fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that is truly all I know. But uh, I I think I saw part of the trailer, and it, it seemed like a fun time. Mm. So I'm down for it. Hell yeah. Nice. Well, I figure we can get into it. Instead, we just watch it. Instead of me recapping and teasing it early. Perfect. Let's watch the first three episodes. Let's go. That's been my plan all along. (gasps) Your stratagems. Someone activated my trap beat trap. (laughs) (laughs) That's very funny. That's a good one. (laughs) I was scrambling for, I was like, what, what music, what music pun can I make? Fuck, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) What can I make EDM stand for? (laughs) Uh, 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 Extra uh, dick. uh, Oh no. no. If you're ready for well, info dumps of all info dumps, episode, if you're just beginning, yeah, care for yeah. some uh, simple Chinese history, <laughs> just for 
in your casual anime. It, uh, yeah, if anyone who doesn't know what the show is going into it, the first episode, like the first five minutes, like, ooh, that hits. That's a lot because <laughs> none of it matters. <laughs> no, luckily, God, I was like, I can't do this right now. <laughs> right off the bat. Um, yeah, episode one starts off huge info dump. We're going to China, eighteen hundred years ago, turning to the to the Three Kingdoms period like era. Long story short, a lot of shit happened uh, in the developing of a nation like that. War, a yeah, w- lot of war. <laughs> As the name would apply, there was three kingdoms constantly fighting for territory. Uh, Wei, Shu, Sun. Uh, anyway, not important. Um, we zoom in on the Shu territory, where the commander of the Shu territory, Lu, Be- Lu Bei, is already dead. Chances are they're not going to win this war. Uh, and we see his advisor and master strategist, Zhuge Liang, courtesy name, Kong Ming. That's yeah. our boy! That's your boy, Kong Ming. That's your boy! Uh, he is. I'm. I'm so sorry. I do need to say, Lu Bei. Uh, he is descended by the great artist Lu Bei Ga and uh, his great Mambo Number no. Five. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, if oh I didn't God. put that in now, it's gonna sit in my brain this you entire put, episode. Uh, you've injected a little bit of Monica into this podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I'm now thinking of the WB Kids Saturday morning like cold opens With Lou Bega introducing it. it You gotta find those on YouTube If you've never seen those before It's a man trying His minimal effort There's a Disney remix <laughs> too I think uh, It's it's a lot uh, That was so good We have right. to stop It's over we, got- <laughs> we, we peaked early guys We peaked early <laughs> Uh, anyway. If there's a show you would like to watch. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's your boy, Kong Ming, at the end of his life, dying, you know how he be. Um, he's very sick on his deathbed. And there's, like, he's got his visor trying to help him. And he's basically just, like, pr- praying up to the heavens, being like, man, my whole life revolves around war. That sucks. I hope next time I'm reborn, it's somewhere peaceful. And then he fucking dies. <laughs> and we see like a meteorite like a shooting star go overhead with just loud EDM music blasting <laughs> and then it cuts and I was like hell yeah I'm on board for the whatever the hell this is get abducted by some partying aliens <laughs> <laughs> and then we uh, cut back to uh, Kong Meng waking up in an alleyway he sees a few men passed out around him sickly uh, looking men and as he gets up and exits the alleyway, he's surrounded by a bunch of crazy-looking people with horns and skull faces and paint screaming and yelling and throwing stuff. And he goes, ah, I'm in hell. Of course. Mm-hmm. With a public gathering like that, I'd agree. And yeah. Entering <laughs> it, a busy city street. Wake that's up hell, there. man. <laughs> it zooms out, and we see he's actually in modern-day Tokyo during Halloween. So everyone's in costumes, and he thinks they're all demons and stuff. And as he's walking around, he's wearing his traditional Chinese uh, garb from that period. So he doesn't stand out, because everyone's like, Yo, that Kong Ming d- costume's really good. Like, that's crazy good quality. Even though it's his actual clothes. And uh, a few guys come up to him, and are just like, Hell yeah, love the outfit. You gotta party with us. And jam a bottle of tequila down his throat. And he starts like screaming of like, Ah, hellfire being poured down my gullet. Just like hell I imagined it'd be. 
Mm-hmm. They drag. I just love how calm he is. Like ah, hell, it's warm, sweet embrace. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we would have that same approach of like mm. ah, an anime convention. Hell, what's the difference? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> We've been through this before. So these two partiers uh, drag him out, thinking like this guy's just dope. We gotta take him with us. It's gonna be a fun time. Uh, so they take him to a bar, and he's just like, well, I guess I'm being carried off by demons. And they go. T- uh, we cut to, we see a blonde woman uh, in a room looking at her phone, getting another email rejection, being like, ah, another one. Guess I gotta just buck up and try again. And she sighs and gets back up. And we cut back to Kung Meng uh, in the bar with his buddies. And we see the girl, uh, the woman we saw uh, previously, she's up on stage, and she's got horns and, like, uh, sort of come out and like draped around her and stuff. She looks like a, you know, a demon and oni or something. And uh, as she gets on stage, the music starts blaring. Uh, I can't imagine what someone from 1800 years ago going to a night called that fucking loud. I just... he should have died. Yeah, like it would have split yeah. his skull. Yeah, this whole episode screams of the meme of like uh, if I went back to Pilgrim <laughs> times and gave someone a Baja blast. Yep. <laughs> if I should have TikTok to a Victorian era child, it would turn them to dust. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're over thirty and get taken out to a nightclub, it feels about the same. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he's just holding his head together, being like, "I, I, this is true torture. This is genuine hell." And uh, as uh, the woman gets up on stage, she starts singing her song. And he is enraptured. His third eye is open. It picks him right in the brain. Something awakens inside of him. And uh, afterwards we see a woman singing. She's at the bar. Just real bummed out. Being like, well, it's a bar. Everyone's drunk. It's Halloween. No one really paid attention to my song. And we see Kung Ming come up to him. We can see he's kind of drunk because they've just been throwing drinks in him all night. And he comes up to him and he's like, ah, horned songstress. Uh, Your singing has enraptured me uh, so much. I wish you to be my guide through hell to show me around this, like, you know, hellfire domain. And she's like, cool, you gotta stop drinking. (laughs) And he's like, oh, don't worry. I am, you know, a a very skilled tacticianer. I will lead your undead army upon the world and, you know, be a a strong word ward for my general. She's like, again, cool, tone it down. (laughs) Just like this guy's a little committed to his costume. Also, please, I am working. <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, yeah, we see her get back up, and she's like, all right, back back behind the bar I go. She's back to work. And uh, coming is dragged back off again by his buddies. And we see the next morning, she gets off her shift, uh, back in regular clothes, and she's walking back through an alleyway behind the bar. And lo and behold, Kong Ming's there, passed out, uh, just asleep in an alleyway. She's like, well, sucks to be that guy. And he starts, like, mumbling about, like, yeah, Three Kingdoms times, and then he mumbles like something about like uh, the singing of a goddess or this or that. She's like, "Yeah, okay. he's the only one that liked my singing. I'll make, make sure you won't freeze to death on the street here." So she takes him back uh, to her place to sober up and just you know wake up. And uh, when he does, uh, he sees her. And she's like, "Ah, the songstress of hell." And she's like, first, "Stop calling me that." First off, no. <laughs> uh, and he's looking around her apartment, and it's just a bunch of band posters like all around. And, like, a few instruments. We see, like, a keyboard and, like, a few guitars. And he, uh, as he's looking around, he sees a mirror. And he's shocked and greatly surprised to see he's young again. He was mm-hmm. he was an old man on his deathbed, like, yesterday. And now he's back in his prime at age... <laughs> 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 
for once, an anime where your prime age isn't 16. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, she's like, cool, you're awake now. Go on, get. Get out of here. And he's like, t- t- first off, sorry for you know having to put you through that. Let me introduce myself. I am Zhuge Liang, courtesy name Kong Ming. I am the you know tacticianer and advisor to Liu Bei of the Shu Army. She's like, cool, that means actually nothing to me. That's a lot of gibberish. <laughs> I am also hungover, so I also <laughs> don't understand big words. <laughs> and she's like, well, my name is Eco. Uh, nice to meet you. Go on again. He's like, oh, well, I, you know. And she's like, wait, how are you actually going to get home? You don't, I saw you didn't have, like, a wallet or a smartphone on you. He's like, cool. What are those things you're saying? He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> do, you, do you not know what a smartphone is? And she holds out hers. Uh, and he takes it. And he's like, what is this marvelous device? A picture. And he's, like, losing his mind at it. And... He adapts surprisingly well to it, <laughs> pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. That uh, is th- good love that the show is not about him trying to understand modern technology. Mm-hmm. That he's just kind of like Thank immediately God. like, okay. He's he's surprised yeah, by let's it. Let's spend two minutes to be like, what's that? What's that? What's that? Yeah. And mm-hmm. let's get it out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, within uh, six hours, he understands the internet better than my parents do. <laughs> and... Uh, He's like, oh, could you tell me, like, about this and this and, like, just teach me about, like, modern-day things? Um, you know, I, I believe, uh, you know, talent isn't an innate thing. You have to, like, use your knowledge and apply it, and that's what, like, talent is. And if you teach me things, I promise you I can use my wisdom uh, to utilize my talents to help you out further. She's like, yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. I'm not teaching you, buddy. Uh, good luck on your own. And he, uh, yeah, he uh, reassures her. He's like, if you know, if you help me, I can help you i have a lot of like array of skills and information she's like all right fine i'll teach us some stuff i guess guess you're a foreigner or something uh we see the clock you know speed up a little bit and you know jumps ahead like four hours or something (laughs) he just goes so what's a blockchain and she's like enough i'm done jesus christ (laughs) which is that really got me (laughs) (laughs) really dates the show (laughs) (laughs) and uh she asks uh She's like, if you're really Kung Ming, if you're really who you say you are, this guy from nearly 2,000 years ago in China, how are you speaking fluent J- Japanese? And he goes, huh, it's a good question. Excellent <laughs> really question. Let's move on. <laughs> it's never really addressed. It's just like, we don't need to know. <laughs> For the show reason. That's why he knows. Uh, and as he's looking up like Wikipedia of like the Three Kingdoms, he's like, oh, interesting. That's that's kind of funny how the stories have changed over the years. Like that's not how I remember it, or like oh, it's a little different. Um, and he, uh, while she's getting ready for work, he's looking at the uh, Wikipedia page and sees that the Shu army that he devoted his life to helping and trying, you know, uniting the, co- the country and the world in peace, uh, fell uh, shortly after his death. And he realizes that was he finds out that that was eighteen hundred years ago now. So he's kind of like reflecting on it, being like everyone i know is dead and everyone in their families is like there's not a single familiar face i can look anywhere to find and he's kind of bummed which is a little understandable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so while he's just uh looking out the window at the sun setting i think she works at a bar so night I'm yeah um he's uh very melancholy and wistful looking out she just starts playing a little song on the guitar and singing and again he is raptured in it uh, so much so he actually has like flashbacks to Leo Bay uh, and his companion to the Shu army being like, come on Kung Ming, join us! And it seems really uh, 
lighthearted and charming and fun for a bunch of generals going off to war. Uh, <laughs> it feels like a it feels like high It feels like a sports anime. Like, come on, buddy, we're gonna go slaughter a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so when he's hearing the song, he's reflecting on his memories and gets very emotional and starts crying. And when she's done singing, he says. Uh, her singing has the power to energize people. Uh, it did just now for him. It did last night. And he really thinks that she has something special uh, going on. And uh, she's kind of like deflecting, like, no, I'm, I'm nothing great. Uh, and he says he's interested in the music of this era, but he's very ignorant of everything else. Uh, so first thing first, he needs a job. And she's like, how are you unemployed? What is happening? <laughs> um, so she ends up taking him to work with her. And uh, getting him to apply to her job, and he's trying to, he's trying to play off or the the owner, who I don't think we ever actually get his name. It's, we're like, owner I'm up to guy. date on the, sh- yeah, I'm up to date on yeah, the show. Yeah, just and never owner, <laughs> just owner. Um, and he's like, oh, you think you're Kung Ming, huh? You're trying to play off that you're the real one, huh? All right, let's see about that. And he starts reflecting, uh, retelling a story of uh, Kung Ming in battle, sending off one of his younger subordinates to lead a battle thinking like, ah, oh, this will be an easy battle, this guy's got it, and the sport he set off uh, screws up royally and ends up losing the battle, and it fell on Kong Ming's head because he's the one that chose him, and as a way to uh, retain the army's morale and try to repay uh, for his failures, he had to execute his own subordinate, and uh, he's kind of just pointing out like, hey, that was a big moment in Kong Ming's history that where he really messed up. Kong Ming's kind of reflecting of like, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> he owns up to it, but he also uh, responds back with like a level of um, you know, emotional tie to it, being like, yes, it sucked a lot. Because not only did I mess up, not only did we lose the war, I also had to kill my own subordinate, who I cared for deeply. Like He's like, it sucked all around. Like I, I got you know, no way to defend that. And you know, I learned from my lesson. And uh, they both get like emotional while he's retelling this. And they just start casually playing Go while they're talking as well. Uh, and uh, the owner uh, kind of uh, chuckles with a huge laugh uh, after he like owns up to it. And he goes, damn, you really know your Three Kingdoms like history. I love it. I'm also a big fan of it. You know what? He's got the job. He's in. I like you. I think we're going to be good pals. <laughs> Basically. It's like, we share the same hobby. You're hired. <laughs> so, uh, this point, I, for a split second, my brain went went galaxy brain and i was like are they gonna do something different i thought this was a moment where this new character we were being introduced to uh he was like hey account account for this thing where you had to kill your subordinate did it like emotionally affect you i thought they were gonna reveal that this was the uh, subordinate who also got also jumped got to the future. <laughs> and I was like, are you... G- uh, this this rules. And then they didn't do it. I was like, no. oh, damn. I'm reading <laughs> into it too cannon. much. <laughs> yes, exactly. There is a similar show that kind of does that where prominent characters from the Three Kingdoms era are reincarnated, or at least their powers and or personalities are transmuted into modern day and there's like a fighting element. Um, for anyone who knows what show I'm talking about, we're not watching it because it's just unnecessarily horny just so unforgivably horny so why aren't um we watching it it's because they all get reincarnated in the bodies of teenage high school girls and they all whenever they fight each other they destroy their clothes god damn it yeah it's the bad kind (laughs) 
The bad uh, kind of horny. <laughs> just the excessive kind. Um, but yeah, so it turns out the owner of the bar where Eco works, just a big Three Kingdoms nerd. Just like super big. Uh, so much that when the one bartender comes in, he's wearing an eye patch during Halloween as a costume. And he's like, all right, boss, I'm going to clock in. He's like, hey, why aren't you wearing your eye patch? You look like a Zuzaya uh, Dunn uh, from Three Kingdoms. They're just like, oh, my God, enough. But now he has the actual Kong Ming to geek out with about Three Kingdoms stuff. So he's super jazzed. Uh, so they get him ready to start a shift, Kong Ming starting right away. And Eko's uh, teaching him how to make like mixed drinks and stuff. And he, he's kind of a natural. He picks it up pretty quick. Mm-hmm. He's a very smart man. Um and she starts telling him about, like, the different music, because he's asking about, like, the DJ being like, oh, yeah, we got some people here, but the music's really slow and, you know, kind of quiet. She's like, oh, yeah, we have different playlists for different times of the night, uh, for different days. Uh, you want to start the crowd off low, because it's kind of empty, and then once it gets packed, we're going to bump it up, and the, you know, uh, beats per minute are going to go a lot faster and stuff like that. You're kind of explaining what EDM is. And um, uh, when the owner... Uh, oh, yeah, they jump ahead, so further into the night when they're actually pretty busy um and eco's uh running around being like why are we so busy tonight uh the owner's like hey i'll tag out uh, you get up on stage you do your singing i'll, I'll cover the bar with kong ming um and when she goes up and gets ready to go on stage the owner's reflecting out loud to kong ming who's right but nearby being like man she deserves better than this she deserves like a major agency to actually be a singer this is just you know some little dive bar that you know doesn't focus on singers you know, it's more just music to get distracted to. Um, and he's like, but some, something about her's made her open up to you, Kong Ming. And if you hurt her, if you ruin that, I will end you. And Love the it. Owner, owner has big, like, Yakuza vibes, like, big mobster. So it's like, he, he may kill him. <laughs> he's may have <laughs> killed a man before. Uh, and uh, so they go through their shift. Eco sings on stage. They finish it out. And uh, walking home. Uh, Kong Ming is again just showering praise on Eco, being like, "Your singing is wonderful. It's awakened my very soul and set you know the heaven and earth ablaze and fiery passion." She's like, "Damn, you're really open and honest, and just lay those compliments on thick." And he's like, "Well, I got to be honest, because in a time of war, I saw a lot of men go to war and die without you know regretting you know things they didn't say or not being open and honest with stuff. So might as well do it while you can." Mm-hmm. And uh, while they're uh, talking, he asks her why she chose to be a singer. Like, why why this spoke to her. And she says, we had like a little flashback. And she's like, in high school, I was in a really bad place mentally. And uh, when I came into the city, uh, we see her like kind of getting ready to walk in front of a train. And we see the owner actually pull her back and like save her life. And uh, she talks about how he says, he's like, all right, I got a very special guest coming to my bar tonight. Why don't you at least just come see her perform and then afterwards you can do whatever you want but you know maybe this will distract you a little bit and you know change how you feel uh so he takes her to his bar and uh yeah they have a special guest singer and her singing was so beautiful it inspired eco to also be a singer because her song reached out to her and awakened something in her um and made her also want to be a singer so she could do that for other people kind of you know pass along the favor yeah <laughs> and uh, sure enough, that's the bar she ends up working at uh, you know, once she's out of high school and uh, becomes a singer at. So she's already following in the footsteps. And Love it. <laughs> she says it's been a real struggle for her. It's not been easy. And she's actually been kind of thinking about quitting 
singing lately because it's just rejection after rejection after rejection and it just sucks and uh Kung Ming uh, points out to her he's like well you said you want your singing to inspire others and reach out to people's hearts and like touch them emotionally I can already tell you it's <laughs> happened what I'm so glad you added that we <laughs> D we both have the same thought of oh oh, oh, oh cool thank we you to, to uh to, clarify to touch them physically through song <laughs> <laughs> um, to touch their hearts with her bare hands. <laughs> well, we got some anime that does that. I mean, <laughs> go back to Jujutsu Kaisen. I think that happens a few times. Um, but yeah, he says like you, you were inspired to be a singer because you wanted to, you know, reach to people, like you know, to show them the power of like singing. He's like, I can already assure you, you've already done that with me. Like every time you've sung, you've sung three times now in front of me, and every time I've gotten incredibly emotional about it um and he says like he says like you can't stop now because then you'll disappoint your fans he's like well what fans he's like well there's one right here so you know you gotta keep singing you gotta keep trying your best and you know reaching out uh, reaching out uh, and he says uh with someone with this level of ambition and talent uh it would be dishonorable not to serve them and he offers himself up as a tacticianer for her the same way he did for leo bay and he says that no matter what her dream is, he'll move heaven and earth at her command uh, to do just that, to help her achieve it. And she's like, wow, you're really in character with this cosplay. You're a real method actor. <laughs> you're a freak. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a weirdo. And she's like tearing up. She's like, but you know what? You got me. You got me there. So I can't. But you're my weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Uh, and she's like, you know what? All right, I'll try my best. You can be my tacticianer, whatever the hell that is. And that's episode one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we start out episode two. Uh, we see uh, uh, Aiko, she's listening to the radio and getting ready for the day, goes out jogging, and uh, remembers the promise that uh, Kong Ming made that uh, he's going to be her tactician. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's all well and good, but what's it going to do for me, a lowly singer with only 200 followers on social media? So uh, we're back at the BB Club, and uh, the owner questions Kong Ming's plan to manage Aiko, and... uh, says like yeah he's not in it for the money he knows it's an uphill battle but uh uh he's he needs to fight so the world can hear this beautiful music of the one singer he's heard before uh uh so kong ming asked a favor of this very mafioso man and has given uh uh two clubs two or two clubs two tickets to uh uh club z20 there's an event tonight and oh, yeah. uh he wants to do some recon on the popular acts mm-hmm. i like how he like clarifies he's like i'm not in there for the money it's like i don't know what this world is what would i use money for <laughs> <laughs> i sleep in the alley out back i don't need money <laughs> I will point out, it's on, like, episode 11 now. I, I guess it's 13 episodes. Like, it's wrapping up soon. We never find out where Kong Meng lives. Like, I don't... He might <laughs> live in the alley out back. That's fully possible. <laughs> uh, I mean, defending a dumpster has many tactical advantages. 
So that checks out for his character. <laughs> the new War uh, of the Three Kingdoms is a raccoon, him, and <laughs> another raccoon. A raccoon with a scar over its eye. <laughs> the War of Three Burger King Bags. Uh, uh, anyway, so uh, they go to the show. Uh, they're... Uh, or, sorry, first off, he's still talking with the owner, and he's... The owner's still skeptical, like, ah, oh, you're putting up this Kongming act, but you certainly know a whole lot. Uh, uh, do you happen to know about the Stone Sentinel Maze, the famous <gasps> strategy that uh, Kongming used in the battle of blah, 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 too many details? <laughs> uh, and uh, Kongming's like, oh, that takes me back, but... It seems like history has exaggerated it a little bit, uh, where essentially he traps a bunch of soldiers uh, uh, chasing his army on, like, the edge of defeat, and he was able to, like, confuse them and get them lost in a canyon or whatever. He's like, oh, uh, it's, it happened a little different. Don't worry, you'll <laughs> learn more. Uh, uh so they go to the club uh, and they see that the headliner is uh, Mia Idemote, and she has a hundred thousand followers on social media, so Ooh. she's famous. Mm. Uh, uh, so uh, I, my notes are different this week, so I'm a little turned around. So yeah, uh, <laughs> they Got lost in the find out a maze of notes. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, where am uh, This isn't my house. <laughs> this isn't my beautiful uh, wife. Sorry, I I got all turned around. Excuse me, this stays in. I don't want to edit it out. Anyways. <laughs> Fair. Uh, so we skip ahead to uh, Mia's show, and uh, she comes out, and the two of them just start dissecting her act. Uh, they're like, oh, why? Well, she comes out to a slow song. Why can that be? And uh, Aiko's like, oh, yeah, uh, you want to, like, build up to something so you don't start at full force. You have to get there uh, and uh, just go into, like, the strategies of, like, uh, controlling the energy of a concert. And then uh, we jump into, like, uh, Mia's head and we see, oh, she's bored. She didn't want to play this venue, but she was obligated to do so. Uh, She's annoyed with, like, her producers because she has to do a cover of a song. She can't perform her own song yet. Blah, blah, blah. Just all the details of, like, she's not in the moment. Um, So, uh the show ends. Aiko's like, wow, she is amazing. She's the best. We have to go say hi. Uh, so they try to go backstage, and security, of course, sees Kong Ming all dressed up. And he's like, there, there's some novelty act here. Mia, uh, <laughs> uh, can you come address this? Um, so Mia comes out and uh, sees Kong Ming and Aiko, and she's very confused she's like why uh fans i, I don't want to <laughs> what's see happening fans. uh but aiko does the classic uh don't meet your heroes thing of oh i i'm just a small time singer but i want to be big and famous just like you uh again person i've heard sing once so <laughs> <laughs> uh uh so uh 
in saying like, oh yeah, I'm just small time. She shows like her Twitter followers, and she, uh, Mia sees, oh, this girl only has 200 followers. How sad. I'm gonna take pity on her and give her her big break. Hey, do you want to come do a show with me? Uh, I'll I'll text you the details later. And I goes like, oh, amazing, the best. Oh wow, synergy really works in a town like this. <laughs> Um, so they go back to the BB club and they're all excited. Iko gets the details of this show and, uh, it turns out the reason, uh, she was picked. Mia and Iko are playing on two different floors in the venue at the same time. Mia wanted all the people to be at her show and not be upstaged by someone else. So she picked someone with no followers on purpose. Didn't ah. trust that bitch from the start. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me there's no true uh, altruism in show business? No. <laughs> I see you are a person of logic puzzles as well. <laughs> a fellow tactitioner. So, uh, of course, they're dejected. Uh, they're like, oh, this is set up. We're going to play to no one. But Kong Ming is like, ah, but... Uh, her plan is flawed, and we will see why in a moment. <laughs> uh, so, uh, in prepping and getting ready, uh, he gets the floor plan to Club Warp, which is where they're playing. And uh, uh, the night of the show, Aiko is psyching herself up, but she's like, uh, well, we'll see. I really hope I get a packed crowd. Uh so uh, Mia starts her show, and of course, as expected, everyone goes to see the the name they recognize, not the uh, new person. Uh, so she starts it out, and uh, Aiko's playing to no one. Uh, Kong Ming, uh, as they speculate, oh, what's the great strategy? What's he going to do? Uh, he, he offers some people some free drinks. and. Yeah. uh the club owner is like, you amateur. That's like the first thing. That's not going to work. They're going to stay for a second and then go back to the show they want to be at. Um, but as as these people start uh, filtering in, we then see them get a little confused as as they're like, wait, uh, where, where are the stairs? I want to go. These are the bathrooms? I, I thought uh, it doesn't matter. The, uh, this nice song. Uh, <laughs> uh so, uh, eventually Kong Ming comes back out and he's like, oh, yes, my plan. It's going, going swimmingly. And he reveals this is the strategy of the Stone Sentinel maze. Oh. Ah, they talked about it earlier. Thank God. We <laughs> gotta bring it back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so he's like, now, now I can show you how the master, uh, pulls the strings of the puppets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so his big plan, what you want to do is per- keep the people perpetually confused so they cannot find the exit. This works in war and also a club with uh, <laughs> not clearly defined fire exits. <laughs> yeah, um, this is a big concern. So uh, what Kong Ming did was he made sure there was plenty of fogs fog and strobe lights uh, going, so visibility just instantly drops to as little as possible. Then he got uh, some security people 
to just constantly be rotating from the restroom door and the stairs and like next to the bar and just constantly be shifting. So whenever they look and see like, oh, I recognize that person, that's that's the stairs, they'll walk in and it's the bathroom. And uh, they will just all be so confused and so unable to get back to the other show it is just easier for them to give up and say, well, the music's good here. I'll just stay for this show. He gaslit all these people. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, 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 these people, like, I know it's just an anime, but they're yeah. remarkably calm for not being able to find an exit when <laughs> they want to leave. If I was in that situation, like loud music playing, fog everywhere, and I can't find the way to leave, I would... Oh Die Like, I would just lay down on the floor and cry. Like a bird mm-hmm. that gets trapped in a house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say... Truly, the tiny firefighter in my brain was like, no, where's where's the exit signs? Where's the exit signs? <laughs> I would say it's silly that people would get so easily lost in such a... He even points out, like, it's a very small area, but, it, you know, we ended up working to our advantage. And I'd say it's kind of silly to think people would get that confused and that lost in the area. Then I realized... This is the exact same uh, stratagem that's used at the Burbank Ikea, where I got lost for three and a half hours. And then you go, you know what, I guess I could use some Swedish meatballs. Literally the exact same strategy. (sighs) We've we've all fallen prey to Kong Ming's planning. (laughs) Damn you, Kong Ming! I bought the meatballs I said I wouldn't. Uh, So, uh, Super impressed, the owner is like, all right, I think you got what it takes to manage this kid after all. Um, so, of course, Mia notices half her audience leaves and uh, Ico's show ends up packed. So she is pissed uh, because she was she had a, a easy show that was ruined, but the crowd is all leaving and everyone is talking about Ico and we see her follower count get higher and higher and higher. And that's where we end episode two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll say real quick. Uh, opening and ending, super catchy, very adorable. I love just seeing Juge Leong dancing to EDM music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes, so... Gotta unlock my phone where my notes are. Okay. So, episode three. We're back in the BB lounge during the day. Aiko is looking at her phone, being like, oh, look at all these followers I got. Um, and Kong Ming is, like, mopping. And he's like, it actually makes me sad to see someone with ambition like you get so excited over such a trivial thing. <laughs> Trump change. And she's like, well, I think it's okay to be excited about it. <laughs> Um, and he says, her, her singing's gonna save everybody. Everybody needs to hear it. Um, <laughs> so, he's already scheduled her for her next performance. Oh! Um, I never wrote down the name, but it's like an arts festival. Yeah. Um, and he sent in a video of her performance, and they accepted her. And they're like, how did you get a video of it? And he's like, I hired somebody and paid him in a picture of her. <laughs> and they're like, where? When did you take that? And also, don't do that. <laughs> Even the Yakuza-looking owner says, fan exploitation is bad. Don't do mm-hmm. that. 
<laughs> hey, hey, I may be sleazy, but I take my employees' laws very seriously. <laughs> yes, I, I really, he, like, really cares about Aiko in, like, not a gross way, and that's delightful, because yes. I feel like it could have <laughs> been gross. Yeah, he he's the, like, sh- tough guy, sort of, like, mean-mugging guy, but, yeah, he's, you know, at least up till I've seen, always been a very good character. Mm. Um, so he and Aiko are concerned that it's a little too soon for a festival, but Kong Ming believes it's the right move for her, and Aiko wonders if people will actually listen to her at the festival, and the owner man wants to know the plan, but Kong Ming is like, the best plans are secret plans. He he he. Um, so they're walking to the festival, they're on a street with a bunch of stores when Kong Ming sees a girl in Chinese garb, and he goes over to her and he's like, are you, this is crazy, are you in the same situation I am? (laughs) (laughs) Did you also die? Come on, you can tell me. (laughs) Do we both get isekai'd from the same time period? This is awkward. (laughs) One of us is gonna have to change. Um, and she's like, freaked out, rightfully, um... And the owner comes over to try to alleviate the situation. It doesn't work. And then Aiko just pushes them away. And she's like, I'm so sorry about them. (laughs) Um, They pass a record shop and Kong Ming goes inside real quick. He bought a pair of star-shaped sunglasses. Hell yeah. And he also saw a poster on the door for a band called Jet Jacket. And it had their tour Mm. dates on it. So that's important later. (laughs) Cute. Um, they get to the festival, we see it, there's, like, food and stages, it looks great, um, and they find the stage that she'll be performing at, and it's just a little one, like, in a back corner, like, kind of hard to find, and there's someone singing on it, and there's only a couple people watching her, um, and there's another one nearby where Jet Jacket, who's pretty popular, will be performing at the same time as her, again, oh no, uh-oh. When will these music producers learn? That's not a good idea. <laughs> Especially, like, the one in the last episode, it's like, okay, they're on two different floors. Like, that's fine. But this one, they're so close together. That's not good for <laughs> acoustics. Yeah, they're like 10 feet apart. Like, this mm-hmm. is a bad setup. <laughs> yeah, because, like, like, the first one, yeah, I've been to shows where it's like, okay, th- there's a big band playing, but then we have a small room in the side. But, like, this is clearly, you, there were more stages that we didn't talk about because they weren't plot relevant that were also going to be playing at the same time. We saw, wow. like, two or three stages when we see, like, her sad section. So it's like, did anyone plan this out? <laughs> this one is just, this is fire Festival. Oh, no. (laughs) Just kidding. Not that bad. Um, But anyway, it's almost time for her to go on, um, which means it's time for Kong Ming to gather a crowd for her. So what strategy will he use this time? Ooh. Um, So she goes off to warm up, and she thinks, oh, I can trust Kong Ming to get get me out of this bind, just like he did before. Um, And we see the lead singer from Jet Jacket go over Jet Jacket. Jet Jacket. Jacket. Jet jacket. Um, he goes my over to. <laughs> he goes over. Are to you the... gonna be my jacket? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he goes over to the small stage to like meet her and wish her luck, but like it's really just a formality. Like it's clear that he doesn't want to be doing that. Um, and oh no, they're having audio issues. 
So not only is the person performing on this little stage a nobody, but they're also having audio issues. So he's like, whatever, not a threat to us. Um, so he goes back to the big stage to get ready to go on with the, his other two bandmates. And he reminisces on their first performance on that very, that very one, that small stage that Aiko will be performing on. Um, and he's like, hardly anybody showed up to that, but now we're here and we're so close to making it. Um, and they have a solo gig tomorrow. So like not at a festival. So he's like, we're on the, we're on the cusp. We're going to get a a record deal. It's going to happen. Um, so that's when he's like, yeah, I'm going to take it easy tonight. Like this one doesn't matter. So, um, people are leaving Aiko's stage as they're trying to fix their audio equipment. Um, and Kong Ming thinks that the more casual audience members of Jet Jacket who are like standing in the back, um, will turn and listen to Aiko once she starts performing. Um, so we find out that, uh, the audio issues they're having are actually fake. Uh, and it's part of his strategy, of course. Ho, 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 ho. Uh, so yes. ruse. Uh-huh. They <laughs> boarded his ruse cruise. <laughs> um, so as I've already said, like, he did this to make them think that they can just take it easy tonight, that Aiko won't be a threat to them at all. Um, so owner guy thinks that the audience is too big over there and it's just hopeless for them at this point. Um... And he's like, have you heard of the 36 stratagems? What? This part, my brain couldn't handle this part. Um, he like, so he asks the owner guy that, and then he gets distracted by Aiko singing. She's like warming up. <laughs> and then he has a vision of his old war comrades, and one of them <laughs> points to her. And Kong Ming is just like, like, this was like, he like doesn't finish the thought and never really comes back to it. So I was like, what is it that he thinks? And I think it's like he believes they'll achieve peace together if he keeps working with Aiko. Mm-hmm. It's unclear. Yeah, that's what he thinks. Because okay. that was his, like, the world peace, like, unifying them all under one thing was the Shu Army's belief. Mm. So it's kind of like, our mission is living through her. It's. She's literally chosen by the gods. Like, He's put a lot of weight on this girl's shoulder. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Uh, so um, he like comes back to himself and he's like, one of the 36 stratagems is to create something from nothing. And then he says, it's party time. <laughs> okay. I don't know what just happened, but all right. You get um, an old war flashback. Yeah, then, then we get says, an old war It's party time. <laughs> <laughs> he just he says it's party time and he passes out and has a war flashback. <laughs> uh, He's so, a funny guy. <laughs> in this flashback, a soldier asks Kong Ming if he'll come have a drink with everybody, uh, but he's like, "Nah, I'm too busy, son. Tomorrow." Very cat's cradle. Cats in the cradle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So back in the present day. Um, the Jet Jacket guys are doing their set and they're about to make an announcement. This lead singer is like, oh, we have an announcement to make, everybody. Um, but just before he can say whatever it is, Aiko gets up and running and it's loud and distracting because they've put, like, lights in a tree that's next to the stage. Um, but the Jet Jacket fans who are, like, close to the audience, they start chanting for them to perform this song called Midday. Um, but the singer won't do it. Um, and he says, we're going to perform that tomorrow. 
at our next gig, but we're going to sing this song instead. Um, but like the more casual people are like, well, that's the only song I know from them, so I don't want to listen to this. So then they go watch Aiko. Huh. Uh-huh. So owner man asks Kong Ming how he knew that people would come watch Aiko, and he explains that after doing research on Jet Jacket, he found that the singer gets sore throats easily. So, with them having a more important concert tomorrow, um, again, he knew he would take it easy. Um, so, he also found out that he can't sing that song midday two days in a row because it's so hard on his voice, so he knew that they would be saving it for the next performance. Um, and then he says it's time for finishing touches, and then he brings shots out to people in the audience. <laughs> he has the star glasses he bought earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and he thinks back to the flashback we saw earlier and how he regrets not going to have that drink because many of the soldiers died the next day. <gasps> so life is fleeting and you gotta enjoy yourself while you can. Uh, and they talk about how Eiko is performing more confidently and Kong Ming knew that like her success in luring people away from Jet Jacket would like do that for her, that... She has low self-esteem, so this would help that. Um, and then Jet Jacket comes over and wants to talk to Kong Ming. And, well, real quick, mm-hmm. I, I love that the whole time Kong Ming is explaining all of this to the owner, the owner just pices up a like wild rabbit and is like petting it the whole time. It's like, <laughs> what's happening? Why? Because <laughs> it never needs to be. <laughs> like, it's, it was just, just very distracting for me. <laughs> he just has a special connection to animals. He's a very caring guy. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so Jet Jacket accuses Kong Ming of playing dirty, it can't be a coincidence that Aiko started when she did, um, and Kong Ming is like, what? That never crossed my mind. Me? No. (laughs) Never. Um, and he then offers some, like, tea to the, or medicine, to the, the lead singer that's like, hey, this'll help your throat, though. And one of the band members tries it, and it tastes fucking terrible. And he's like, oh, but it's so soothing. <laughs> and then the other guy tries it. He also likes it. Um, and they sell, They tell the singer, you should try this. And he does. And it helps. <laughs> um, and then Kong Ming pulls out a jacket and asks for their autographs. And he's like, hey, I liked your old performances better, and I think that if you still performed that way, the audience wouldn't have left you guys. Damn. (laughs) Which is, like, good advice, because they keep talking about how, I think essentially they, like, rely on autotune in their live performances, kind of. Yeah, new software. Yeah, so, (laughs) yeah, that's what he was referring to. Um, So they signed the jacket for him. And the lead singer says that Aiko is pretty good and thanks him for the medicine. Um, he's also like, I uploaded it to cookingpad.com if you want to make it yours. It's like, damn, damn, he's really good with the internet. Yeah, I love it. He just figured it out. <laughs> he's a smart boy. Um, and then owner guy asks if it was smart to be nice to those guys. And Kong Ming says, you got to appreciate your enemies. He says, but if these were different times, I would have cut off their heads and displayed them on stage. Which I feel like is the first time he's ever said anything that violent. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So Aiko finishes her set. The crowd is going wild. She goes to find her guys. 
Uh, Kong Ming tells her that she did great. He always believed that she could pull it off. Um, and she says she wants to perform for more people. And he says that he'll do his best to support her. And then <laughs> this guy <laughs> in cool sparkly pants and sunglasses with an entourage walks up to them. And that's where episode three ends. So <laughs> this full blown guilty gear character. <laughs> yeah. We don't know anything about him other than his style is off the chain. <laughs> yeah, Solid Snake got a record deal and here he is. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of going to Shadow Moses Island, he uh, went to Miami and picked up a drug habit and now he's a music producer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. So are we there yet? Yeah. Uh so the first episode scared me a lot because they were trying to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so many different types of anime seem to be trying to get squeezed into this one mm-hmm. of, uh, okay, uh, we got uh, an isekai thing of main character, fish out of water, getting used to a new world, Mm -hmm. Uh, but also bringing in their own expertise from an old world or from whatever their previous thing was. We got uh, music stuff happening. We got uh, inspirational, uh, you inspire me, and we're going to bring peace to the world. And uh, all of that was a lot. (laughs) But (laughs) once we got into, like, the actual, like, episodic flow of two and three Mm -hmm. of, like, okay... Where we are just genuinely going to take ancient, uh, like Chinese military strategies and apply it to uh, the hot world of uh, competitive yeah. music scene. The art uh, of war. Yes, <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, this this is fun. We're we're having a good time here. Uh, so once it once they settle down and we're like, okay, we can drop like half of these threads. Uh, it it started getting into a rhythm I liked. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm on board with this. So yes, I I did have a good time. Yeah. I think in episode one, before he like said, like, I'm going to be like your manager. um, I thought it was going to be like, he just goes around Tokyo, like motivating people, (laughs) like different people in each episode. A motivational coach. Which also might be fun and they should consider it. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like it. There's like semi Carol and Tuesday vibes. I was thinking that. Yeah. Of, you know, the music industry parts of it. I love, I don't know why. I really like Eiko's style and how she's not dressed as like, I don't know. Like, like, obviously she wouldn't be dressed as an idol because she's not, that's not her Mm -hmm. type, but she just wears a jacket and shorts and a hat. Yeah. She's Mm -hmm. just like a trucker hat and a big puffy coat. That's her, that's her signature look. I love that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was fun. I it like has the ridiculousness of him being a war a, Chi- a Chinese war tactician for some reason. <laughs> I I can also see how I could if this formula remains the same, I could also see how I might get bored with this. Mhm. But it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, once he said, like, yeah, do you know my 37 stratagems? I was like, Uh-oh. cool, we're going to have 40 episodes and <laughs> one per episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's definitely overwhelming in the first episode, but also it's a wild premise. So they kind of have to, like, get mm-hmm. some of that out of the way of, like, we can only 
you know, rush it so much before we get to the actual meat of the show. Um, but yeah, the basic premise of a famous ancient Chinese war tacticianer becomes an EDM music producer. Uh, and he kind of does become a motivational coach for other people. There's other, like, side characters he, you know, helps out with and stuff besides Eco. Um, yeah. So he does kind of do that. And I, I enjoy it because, yeah, they don't get bogged down in the weeds with it. They're like, how does uh, Kong Ming know Japanese? Doesn't matter. Where does he live? Doesn't matter. Like, how does he pay the bill? Does not matter. Like, it's just, <laughs> we're showing you what matters, and it's all that matters. There's no, mm-hmm. you know, needless weight with stuff. Uh, so that's very nice, because it could get very uh, messy very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and something I enjoy, uh, as, like I said, I think it's going to be like 13 episodes. It feels like the season's wrapping up, and they're on 11 now. Um, from what I've seen, they don't try any weird, uncomfortable romance between Kong Meng and Ika, which I really appreciate. How <laughs> so nice. sick. It just, just doesn't... Just a just some couple of good... cool guys supporting <laughs> their little girl who is a friend. Yeah. <laughs> pseudo dads but not really kind of yeah they're just like i really enjoy business your dads <laughs> business dads yeah it's it's really refreshing and also she's an adult it's not a high schooler yes Again, just refreshing mm-hmm. mm, delicious love a that lot of stuff. for her just like, the bars lo- we've said it before the bars in hell <laughs> <laughs> if there's any character that's the main character of a show who isn't high schooler we're like oh my god yes you over 20 we love you you're great um and even with some of the stuff we've seen like with you know music industry stuff and uh you know idol not well we've seen it with idol but she's not an idol uh but like the fan he used uh to make and edit a video with uh, you see him in episode two and a bit in episode three. He's in like the crowd, mm-hmm. and you see him in the opening uh, as well. Um, so he kind of re- is reoccurring as just a big eco fan. But he like, and I was worried the whole time. I'm like, oh no, he's the stalker. Mm-hmm. But he he's not. At least from anything I've seen, it doesn't seem like that. It seems like he's just a big fan of hers, and that's it. Precious. Like he doesn't even have dialogue. He doesn't <laughs> even speak. Um, so he just helps out where they need tech stuff. Um, so I'm like, oh, that's refreshing. There's not that like waiting for the traumatic dark other shoe twist drop mm-hmm. like I, I at like episode five i kind of like let my shoulders down and i was like relieved of like oh this might just be a fun show there's no weird <laughs> trauma it's just fun um watching the last two episodes the last two episodes, everything you were so glad didn't yeah. happen is going to happen they're gonna get you the big clown monster is gonna bite kong ming in half again like you know madoka magic all over again. <laughs> um but uh, yeah, it's fun, and then you see uh, there's kind of a rivalry with an like with an actual idol group that happens later in the show. So you see mm. the kind of the, the really kind of like soulless, material driven like we're here to make money, and it happens to be music kind of group. Mm. Uh, so you see the conflict with that, and like I, I, honestly, I I've told people when it started, there's nothing in the show that'll blow your mind. It's not going to change the way you see the world. It's just a solid, entertaining show. It's just fun. It's just a nice time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't want to tease it too much. I don't want to hype it up just in case it doesn't happen. But, like, the last few episodes, kind of gay. Kind of <gasps> gay. What? So, like, <laughs> I, like, I could see the argument for it. Oh, it's not boy. canon, but I could see the case. Mm. So, there's that, too. If that'll, you know... Put a carrot on a stick for you to to get to that show. <laughs> the show's got it all. I I see. I'm a great uh, uh, tactician. I know a trap's <laughs> laid out in front of me. 
hey, like I said, the last you're right. The last two episodes might do a weird twist. I you know, I don't know, but <laughs> so far, uh, well, I wonder if there's a place. I don't. We haven't brought it up yet. Um, no. That if you like a show and huh. would like us to watch it, hmm. um, where if only a place like that existed. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess until this place exists, you can send it to our email, arewebthereyet at gmail.com, while we're uh, talking with uh, Facebook. Uh, I'm sorry, Meta, uh, to (laughs) get that set up. Um, uh, But yeah, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, arewebthereyet, on both. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at honeyperiod, or on Twitter at honeyd8 and honeydart, and honey is spelled H-U-N-N-I-E. Find me online, but I don't recommend it. Instead, check out a really cool graphic novel that came out recently called The Girl in the Glim by India Swift. It is very good, and I highly recommend it. Thank you to Camille Rooley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for our theme song stories. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. It's your boy. Kong Ming. <laughs> 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 <laughs>